On this episode of Normies Like Us, it's a little bit of a Halloween trick-or-treat grab bag as we break down American Horror Story. We also look at the top five most recommended Japanese horror films that aren't Juon or The Ring. And finally, get into a little bit of zombie trouble in a very special segment. We have a lot of other exciting stuff going on in the Halloween trick-or-treat episode, so be sure to grab your pumpkin-shaped buckets, ring the doorbell, and get ready to trick-or-treat with Normies Like Us. Hey, yo, bad boys, welcome back. Like we said on the intro, this is going to be the trick or treat episode. We're going to have a little bit of grab bag of everything, some tricks and treats, some spooks and scares. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, you guys are definitely in for some treats here, but listener beware, you're in for a scare. Oh, that's really good. I like that, Joe. That's good. Hey, so where's Colin right now? Uh, Colin, I don't know. He said he'll be right back, but he hasn't gotten back yet. I don't know where he is. That sounds like an American Horror Story, if you ask me. (laughs) Speaking of American Horror Story, we're going to get more into that later in one of our little fun-sized segments we're having for you today. Yeah, that's right. So today is going to be a little bit of a mixed bag, so to speak, a mixed candy bag of Halloween trick-or-treats. We have an American Horror Story uh, bit that you and Colin and Cassie did, first-time guests of the show. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be a, a treat for you guys. Yeah, and on my end of the treats, I'm actually just doing a quick top five recommended Japanese horror films that are not The Grudge or The Ring, because I'm sure you've heard of those. So you're really going to look at it from, uh, you know, there's the normie ones that everyone knows. You're going to get a little more into the niche ones. Yeah, we're going to go a little bit niche because I'm a big fan of the Japanese horror and especially some of the stuff that's a little bit less typical than uh, what you expect with the uh, long black hair and white dress ladies, the Sadako's (laughs) of the world. Well, there's definitely some stuff for listeners to be excited about this week. Also, down the pipeline, we have some really great stuff coming up. Uh, We're going to be launching a YouTube channel, going to have all of the old episodes uploaded there so you can catch up, as well as some uh, video essays and things like that down the line. That's right, and that's a treat if I've ever heard of one damn straight. Yeah, also we want to thank everybody who's been listening. We've still been uh, chilling on the iTunes charts. We really appreciate everyone's support. We're seeing a lot of new subscribers, a lot of new listeners around the world, so welcome in if you're new, and welcome back if you've uh, been listening to us for a while. Yeah, and definitely be sure to go back and uh, catch up on some of the old episodes if you're just joining us now. What's one that you think people really should be listening to? Because I really love the Ninja Turtles episode. I was gonna say the Ninja Turtles episode. I think that's one of the most fun we've had. Um, you know, I think uh, any of the superhero ones, if you're a casual fan, you could get to learn a little bit more about characters that you sort of know. Yeah, X-Men was super fun too, yeah. I was a, a Ninja Turtle like seven years in a row for Halloween, so I think it's fitting that I'm going to recommend that on the spooky episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, um, should we just jump right into it and hit on the American Horror Story? Yeah, let's dive in. All right. Trick or treat, normies. Hey, bad boys. Welcome back to the Normies Like Us Trick or Treat Special. We're here with another fun-sized segment, this time talking all about the horror anthology that swept the nation in 2011, American Horror Story. I'm Joe, one of your hosts as always. Uh, Ghost Colin, maybe? Oh, that works. Yeah, why not? And we're joined for the first time on the cast by my better half... Cassie. Hey, bad girls, what's up? What up, what up? Cassie, happy to have you on. Here I am. So we have been American Horror Story fans basically since the get-go. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about our history with the show before we dive in? Joe, our histories are pretty linked in that I did not really give this show a chance. You know, you see those first previews. You see Ryan Murphy. I was not a big Nip Tuck fan. That always seemed like weird adult fare, not really kind of catered towards me. But uh, we saw this trailer. I was against it. You were out in Cali already and said, no, 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 dude. I watched the pilot. Fucking get up on this. Yeah, so this show, it started in 2011, for those who don't follow it, uh, with Murder House. That was the first season on FX. Um, and I was I was already living in California. I remember watching it and immediately calling you. Murder House. <laughs> and this became uh, like our weekly catch-up would yeah. be yeah. watching the show and then... Uh, 
you know, separately on each coast and then calling each other to talk about what we just saw. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what do you think Tate's doing? Yeah. yeah crazy, crazy Tate back in the day when we, I guess, just thought that we would follow these characters forever before we learned what the show really was. I guess I would tell people it was a ghost show. I mean, I don't know, Cassie, what, what's your background with this? So remember, I started watching with you guys the second season. We watched it live. Asylum. And then I went back to Ohio and I watched Murder House on my iPad in my bed when I was still in college. Ooh, like, that's a spooky viewing for it. It was very bad. Um, that was, we used to text about it and be like, man, this is really spooky. Because mm. like Asylum's really spooky, but Murder House was like, it's, that's the real deal. Yeah, so there's there's uh, Murder House, Asylum, and then the first season we watched together every single week was Coven, um, and it was the three of us. Yeah, uh, we were dive, sort yeah. of all living together at that point, yeah. right? Because you were out here for your yeah. internship, and uh, we watched Coven through with our friend of the cast, Jacob. Uh, and we've basically watched every season since then. We've I mean, we've been every big season fans since then. But wouldn't you say it's a little special that Coven's what brought us all together? Murder I House it was is what started it all. Asylum, we you were still living in Ohio. Oh, oh so we were watching up. it, but not okay. But so Coven, uh, really? Yeah, by Coven, okay. you were out here. We were having Jacob over on Wednesday nights. It was a weekly ritual. Got our group of friends together every week. But here it is in this uh, season: worlds collide. Coven and Murder House come together. Yeah, it is the first crossover season of the anthology. Um, is it though? Because aren't there weren't there callbacks? Well, we got Pepper. <laughs> right in Coven, did we get any freak show to Coven? There's the connection there. What was well, the first season to do a callback? Because they they started... it was Freak Show with Pepper from mm. Asylum. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, because remember there used to be that weird fan theory that odd seasons were connected and oh, even yeah. seasons yeah. were connected. Yes, yeah, so we, we've we've torn through all of these. For people who aren't familiar, why don't we just run through the list? You, you start with Murder House, then you had Asylum, Coven, uh, Freak Show, Hotel, Roanoke, Cult, and then Apocalypse, which is where we are now. Did yeah. I miss any of them? Is no, that it? No, no, no. And I got to say, I love all those. Murder House stands out a little bit to me just retroactively since they threw that on after not really knowing that they'd be titling these seasons. But it's the only one with two. Murder House. You know, and yeah, freak that's show. true. Oh, very true. Um, you got me there. Freak show. She got you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think at the, when they started it, there's no way they knew it would yeah. become what it became. Because, I mean, the first season, a lot of people slept on. You said you weren't yeah. even quick to jump to it. Uh, by the time Asylum rolled around, everybody was watching this show. Well, we kind of talked about this in our other episodes, though. What was horror TV at the moment? You know, the anthology had not taken off. This is the birth of that new movement. Yeah, it's really the show that put all of that on the map. So we've been watching the show since 2011. There have been a million different takes throughout the years. Why don't we do a quick tops or bottoms for your favorite and least favorite American Horror Story season? Cassie, you're our guest if you want to go first. And again, it is kind of weird. You know, American Horror Story, it's got a lot of genres for everybody involved. Freak show? Are you a Coven fan? So, I don't like this question, number one. I just don't think it's fair. Because I really do, like, the only season I haven't seen is Cult. Because I hear it's, like, really bad. But I really like every single season in its own way, and I really don't like every season for a dumb reason, you know? For <laughs> it like falls stupid. Apart for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every season there's like a terrible episode, and it's like, okay, well, what's going on? So, I mean, Murder House is, you know, the ruler. That's the best one. That's the origin. That's the OG. But, like, I, we really need to rewatch Asylum because nobody fucking talks about Asylum at all. Truth. I, I think Asylum just falls apart for me. Like the second half of the season, they've got aliens, they've got demons. Like that that show, yeah, that season has the real. Yeah, they really sink. abandoned it. Like they really didn't bring anything from Asylum back, which is like I don't know. I was pretty into Asylum when it was happening, but 
in retrospect, it's one of the ones like I was like, oh, man, Asylum's even better than Murder House. Like when it was happening and now in hindsight, it's like compared to everything else, like what garbage. Asylum made me feel smart. I'll go ahead and say it is my top. It is my really? favorite. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I love Zachary Quinto in it. Yeah. Uh, it lets Sarah Paulson shine. Yeah. Everybody forgets that, you know, mm-hmm. guys, you know, spoiler alert, when we start talking about the episode we just watched a little later, I was very happy to see Billy Dean. Yeah. When she walked out of that first season, Ryan Murphy said, this is a star, Sarah Paulson. Like, yeah. I need to use her. She became the star of the next season and then further and on. And now she just directed the episode and we just watched. now she just watched. directed the episode. Like, God, what a baller. Um, So just heightening for her with Alana Winters' character, I absolutely loved that. And, Joe, uh, everything you just said that's bad about it, don't you think that owns up to Cassie's point that it all just falls apart? I mean, you're talking the end of the season. We're not getting payoffs for space alien children. (laughs) That's what I want the most. uh, And I get that. But, you know, it just uh, it just it made me feel smart every every step of the way. It made me feel like I was really solving the mystery of murder face. (laughs) Yeah. And like James Cromwell, right? He plays like the Nazi doctor. Yeah, that was really great. And Frank episode. I mean, that was the first time they were really allowed to push it balls to the wall. Right. Yeah, I think that was, you know, the first season. It's the second season. So that's the first time we really get the anthology nature of the show. Yeah, but you're saying sophomore slump. I, I I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> say People don't bottom. talk about I'll Asylum. talk about like, all my least favorite ones. <laughs> People don't talk about Asylum. Though. Yeah, like, I no agree one talks with you. So, so you guys are, are um, Asylum fans. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And it's then a shame it's getting left by the side. It really is, because, like, I just liked that other, like, that French actress who, uh, Evan Peters. Oh, yeah? You I know forgot that I, whole I don't know her line. name, but she, she's, mm. she did a great job, and she's unsung, and... Chloe Sevigny, like, isn't she? Oh, God, she's in yep. it. Like, there were a lot of, like, quiet gets. And then also, like, Jessica Lang singing fucking number uh, song. Like, yeah. the name game. Wait, yeah. Lana name Banana. Game. So, what would you say your bottom is then? I mean, I haven't seen Call. Um, I don't I don't think I have a bottom to be honest because like if other than not seeing cult because there are things I like even about freak show people don't like freak show I love freak show in its own way like it was really good but I don't think freaks are for everyone I don't think macabre is for everyone I don't think and like even people that like it like there's some people who love spooky things but like can't handle being scared and I love those people like oh you know I love Halloween I love dressing up I love things that are you know spooky but like when it comes to like having it in my face and like watching scary movies like i can't do it and it's like it's you know there's gonna be things that turn people off and i don't i don't know i guess that's just there's really nothing about any of the seasons that like completely turned me off for sure nothing and i haven't seen cult so i don't yeah, I don't know. That one might have nothing redeemable about it. <laughs> yeah, Colin, Colin, so Asylum is your top. You're sticking to that. Yes, and if you're asking me for my bottom right now, you know, I might have said uh, Freak Show for a long time. Cassie, I'm, I'm kind of falling for that trap you're talking about, but when you say highlights, I think about John Carroll Lynch playing Twisty the Clown. Yeah. I mean, are you fucking kidding? And that's a real that's a real serial killer kind of based oh, off of... Oh, yeah, John saw. Wayne Gacy. Yeah, so I mean, me and you know, Joe... Just throw that away? No way. So what's his name? What's his name? John, John Carroll Lynch. Or, okay. Oh, the actual killer, John yeah. Wayne Gacy. We just saw clown paintings uh, at the murder, or not murder museum. What was it called? The Haunted, the haunted Mansion Museum. museum. Zach Baggins Haunted Mansion. Yeah. In Vegas. We were just there like two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weekends ago. So they had a big uh, influence from, from There was John a whole Wayne serial Gacy, killer obviously. room and like the tour just kind of like there's a lot to look at in that room. I'm glad they like let us look around in there because they had all of this serial killer, like all of these things, and they had him and like I don't think he didn't actually dress up like a clown. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, he okay, did. That was his thing's performer. I love how I just assume like oh he didn't actually kill people as a clown. Oh yes, yeah, that's exactly what he did. So so your bottom. So look, you know I can't say freak show then. It has to be cult. Cassie, now you haven't watched it. No. That's totally fair. I just don't recommend it at all. I probably It's won't. so reactionary. Yeah. You know, it's just Ryan Murphy saying, I'm so mad about this Trump stuff. You know, I was working at a certain place when that came out and when that was happening. And it was very, like, all like, like, yeah, absolutely it was. Because, like, Trump had just gotten elected and, like, people felt like they needed to say something because people were and very upset. Out. Yeah, people yeah. were really upset. So, like... 
it happened. It was a thing. I'm sure if I saw it, I would find redeeming qualities in it. But oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, I think it's still the, Sarah um, Paulson at the end of the day, but you cannot build an entire TV show around, God, I'm fucking pissed off at this one guy. Yeah, and like you and everybody else, man. Like, yeah, like I get your it. audience is on your side. Joe, you're not really with preaching. me. Is that your bottom? Oh, that's hands down the worst season um <laughs> easy it's the least interesting characters it no one is likable all right so on. we all yeah hate cult we need to give coven some love because i definitely think upon rewatching, because i've definitely seen every season more than once coven yeah is kind i of was like, surprised Ooh. that wasn't your top i mean like like i said like i don't want to pick it up i don't want to pick it up but <laughs> well, like, you got it. yeah <laughs> i know That's but like one. honestly yeah. like i think what's most impre- progressive in terms of television absolutely is coven because like not only is it like giving a you know a platform to women but also like witchcraft and just m- magic like kind of having that sabrina vibe that we didn't have and now we're getting you know the what is it what are they calling it the chilling the tales. chilling tales of sabrina like hell yeah man like it's such a vibe people were really on it and like x-men we've talked about coven that. was just ahead of its time honestly like it was absolutely ahead of its time and now like upon rewatching, it's like oh yeah that's that's the stuff because it was just you know it was everything everyone needed it was so good it was. It was a good one. Definitely in, in my top uh, half, I would say. My, my my top, though, since Murder House it will always hold a yeah, special place as thing. number one. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke's um, really good. I didn't was, know the twists of Roanoke, and I watched Roanoke. And you knew the whole time. And <laughs> it was I the first not. time I was excited for the show again in a week long time. Week to week, that whole yeah. campaign of you know being kept in the dark really got gotcha. you. Well, it did, and I think... Yeah. Well, American Horror Story did so well in 2011 when it started was shock audiences, surprise yeah. audiences by having horror on television. Roanoke had the same feeling that I think we had lost through the years. Um, you know, like I, Hotel, Freak Show, it those are both on my like lower high side. Style, high concept, like it's, and it's not actually... It's just a little lost in the sauce, as they say. <laughs> and Roanoke kind of like got back to its roots of like, yeah, you know, you Ryan don't Murphy need to do too much was so hot coming off of uh, the OJ show. After yeah. that, I think he just put his all into that season, and it you could tell. I mean, it felt OJ like a passion project. Yeah. Um, so I would say Roanoke is my top because it reinvigorated my interest in the series, and then Colt just smashed it all back down. <laughs> Can you remind me what was before? Oh, no. Hotel, Hotel. Uh, which was the Hotel. first Lady Hotel's Gaga season. Yeah, I was all like, I don't have a bottom. Hotel's my bottom. I don't, I don't like Art Deco, and that's why I don't. I don't. I just don't care for the aesthetic of it, and like. I love hotels so much and like it makes me sad to think about how they're haunted to be honest spooky, like spooky I just LA like, hotels. Yeah, I don't know. Well like, the cool thing about the show is that it's it's grounded in so much history. Yeah, I mean every are. season has yeah. things that are p- plucked from history like in Asylum we do get an Anne Frank episode. Yeah. The uh, hotel in American Horror Story Hotel is based on a hotel here in Los Literally, Angeles. Too many are in LA it makes me a little spooked. <laughs> well, too many are in LA. That's where we are. We get that awesome murder dinner where John Carroll Lynch returns playing John Wayne Gacy now. Uh, you know, the homage character Twisty. You get the uh, Night Stalker. Cassie, I remember when you came back from that uh, uh, trip to Zach Baggins' murder mansion and said, Who is Richard Rodriguez? Oh, no. The Rich, Night Stalker. No. Robert, <laughs> Robert Ramirez. Ramirez. Robert like, Ramirez. We, that's right. He's going to, yeah. Like, we, the I can't, Night I want to say Robert Rodriguez so bad, yeah. but I think it's like. <laughs> Richard Ramirez yeah. or like something like that and yeah, yeah. yeah. lots of murderers in LA yeah, Rodriguez the made I think kids. the Hollywood <laughs> sign's a hell mouth though yeah, like I'm pretty opinion. sure there's lots of hell mouths in LA like Buffy was on to something like in California there's tons of hell mouths well and, speaking of hell mouth we just finished an episode of the latest season Apocalypse which is the first crossover season where we're seeing characters from Murder House and Coven come back in a new season and we just found out that the murder house itself 
is a hellmouth. Boo. <laughs> Why boo? I just, I don't know. To put any logic on any of it blows my mind at this point. So, so as we're recording this, we just finished watching the hour and a half long episode directed by Sarah Paulson that was the return to Murder House. The return to Jessica Lange. Yeah. Uh, so what, what are your reactions here? What are your thoughts coming in hot off that episode? Well, let me ask you this, Cassie. As somebody who really liked Coven, are you liking the build out of the mythology of Coven? We have male warlocks now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, of course, you know, little boys can be witches too. So, uh, yeah, of yeah, course that's I happening. Love all that. And like, you know, I've always been really fascinated by like prep schools and like single gendered schools always like really spooked me. So like anything about that, like people like that people like it's it's something that's existed and it's something that i think will always be around and like is yeah so that's like so what are you exactly asking me about like in in reference to coven building out the mythology in terms of like the antichrist or like these male warlock yeah just guys. seeing more of the coven world hell you know, we got a lot of fan favorite characters just came back too um there's this movie uh, called I don't know, but it has Kirsten Dunst. It has the girl from Josie and the Pussycats, Rachel Lee Cook. They're both very, very young. Everyone's young. And it's about this girl's school. And um, there's a boy's school there, too. And it reminds me a lot of that. And, like, I love that I'm making this reference. I don't even know the movie. But, like, that kind of energy of, like, you know, the boy's school and the girl's school, like, that's, that's solid. And I'm into that. And I think a lot of people are into that. Like, I think, like, it's just, you know, you're, you're giving them short of, like, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's definitely oh, totally. building out the world. I mean, I'll tell you, like, you said Harry Potter. Uh, not this episode, but, like, two episodes ago, we saw the Antichrist face off against one of the witches. It, it looked like Voldemort, man. Like, to me, it was, like, Harry Potter. Sure. I mean, I think this season is essentially the Avengers. I mean, it's the first crossover we've had. All these characters coming back that we haven't seen since their I mean, first and seasons. And honestly, Coven is, like, carrying this freaking season on their shoulders like murder house has just come in but like what we've had has been cordelia good and yeah. you know gang like literally <laughs> all the witches like of course like when the world ends like all the witches are gonna have to come together and be like uh you thought I just did not see any of that coming watching that third season so long ago. It's so interesting to see the world where it's at and to yeah. see Michael Langdon grown up now. This you is, the Antichrist. Yeah. Do you think they had any idea no. that they Impossible. were going to do this? Oh, that's not nice. What if they you did think, think so? it out? I mean, Maybe. I, I think they'd like to take credit for it now. No. But like, when they're making this, like, I really feel like it's just some of the most original television out there. Sure. Because it is forming right in front of us. Yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, like you just said, Cassie, we're just seeing a taste of the murder house stuff. You know, Joe, you said Avengers before. You brought up earlier off pod. I said, I'm not really digging how Tate's acting this season. We've got a lot of interesting characters from Evan Peters. I don't know. They put a lot of foundation on him. He looks really crazy. No, <laughs> yeah. he looks really crazy. They, they his shirt, look, his shirt looks like shaggy. Sweater. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Uh, like, is that kidding. what he was wearing? Like, It is exactly yeah, what he was but wearing. Don't before. you guys think they're writing off a lot of consent there just by saying, essentially, I mean, we get the full line all the evil in tate is gone it left inside his son michael i think that might be reading a little too much into it i think they're overestimating how much the audience gives a shit about tate Ooh, and what's her face but that tumblr audience i'm telling they're you. they're loving it oh, <laughs> like, i saw fan edits based on the behind the scenes pics from oh. from this episode oh, dear Lord. people were so excited to get that that romeo and juliet yeah, story absolutely back. dead yeah. ghosts in love like yeah casper and it's Casperina. a payoff yeah. It's interesting to see the things they're taking swings at. You know, you guys said you were rewatching season one recently. In my mind, you know, the Moira, the maid of the house versus Constance, Jessica Lange's character. I guess I forgot about that rivalry. Yeah, so to you see sure it did. so that was highlighted. Like when yeah. you learn that and like halfway through the season, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, I understand motivations now. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, this show has been going since 2011, but we've only seen these characters once. So you're getting payoff in the episode we just watched from conflicts in 2011. Six years ago, yeah, seven years like ago. Like, that's it, you know? It's like, so interesting what they take swings on, though, to pay off, you know, entire scenes of that relationship. But we're not necessarily going to see, you know, other characters that are involved in Murder House. To have uh, uh, the... Uh, 
Ben Harmon is is that his name? I think the, so. Yeah. Uh, the lead character in the first season, interacting with Tate in the psychology session, still as if you know time has not moved on. It's well, just that's so their fascinating. Hell, you know, that's yeah. their hell, and that's You're what right. they're trapped in in the murder house. Like, you know, what's been murdered is like their hope for moving on, because that's true hell is like being caught in like that wheel of just like going to therapy every day and like saying the same things and like nothing happens like thank god those witches were set there to figure out that stuff about michael and like it's cool they were able to do what they did i think it's slightly out of character for madison montgomery to be like you know blessing the souls of that house or whatever but like who knows maybe cordelia good's like influence on her made her a better person she was sent there to go what's the name of that other character like we need to learn he said his name and it sounded like a spell yeah something like that that. and like he's really 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 good too and i'm excited to get back to the warlocks i'm excited to get back to like yeah, we all What's made a prediction that he would not survive the episode, the African American warlock. No, you were right, Cassie. He made it out. He did, but we yeah. know in the current timeline he is not around. Because okay. this, this season's been jumping all Can over. we talk future predictions now? Yeah, yeah. Why don't, we do, why don't we jump to that? So, What's going to so happen? Joe, here? you just said, interestingly, we know post apocalypse. This is the apocalypse season. Here's what I want to know. How is Michael going to get his hands on setting these nukes off and just getting all this to go? That's what I want to see the most. So you want to see the buildup to yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah. What do you think? I think we're maybe an episode two away at this point, or is that the finale? I don't know. Well, I mean, it can't be because we've seen the finale has got to be the face off between him and the witches. Of course. That, you know, we left two episodes ago waiting on that. Right. We've been in flashback since. I'm mad because they hold all the cards. Like they've given us a lot of what we asked for. <laughs> they have. You're so right it's kind of difficult to predict where they're going to go from here. But I love that. I love not knowing where they're going to go and not assuming. And I, I have like full faith that they're going to surprise us more because it's been nothing but like impressive. So I don't, I'm very open to wherever they go. It was cool to see the hotel characters pop up. I would like to see other seasons like maybe we do get some asylum references or uh, i'll lose my mind stuff like that because you know like jacob friend of the cast has said he wishes that they didn't tell us that we were gonna see murder house or coven characters that would blow our minds i think the way to do it now would be to have tie-ins to the other seasons like hotel because i'll tell you guys watching that that shocked the shit out of me. I was not expecting to see Evan Peters as his hotel character. Yeah, of course they're going to use the characters that are already in it as the characters that were in other, you know, seasons. I really hope we get more callbacks to other seasons. Like, I, I really know. hope they hey. bring it all together for us. We like, have an Oscar campaign going. Supposedly, uh, you know, she was the first Supreme in Roanoke. How about Lady Gaga coming back to tie in for this Coven season? That'd be pretty cool. That would be, be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Ryan Murphy did say in interviews that that, that witch sense. was the first supreme of the coven but the only thing there you gotta think lady gaga played the tv version of that witch that's how roanoke works there's an yeah (laughs) that's something that really trips me up about roanoke as much as i love that season it's kind of hard because (laughs) those are not real characters yeah evan peters the fop what a fantastic season that is (laughs) so so before we move on to another segment here um what do you want to see maybe next season? Last mm. thing here. Is there going to be a next season? What happens after oh, the apocalypse? They're going through 2022, baby. Wow. They are it's, it's going forever. Wow. Good for yeah. Ryan Murphy, because we know he's got a Netflix deal now, but to keep that going at Fox, that makes sense. There are three more seasons coming. Yeah. You know, and he's got his other programs as well, so good for him. Yeah. Um, you know, Hotel's the first where they went the traditional route and talked a little bit about vampires. Uh, we've always said werewolves, vampires. werewolves, werewolves. I want werewolves. Give me something. Oh, okay. Give me some old-timey monsters. Give me a, you know, not zombies, but something brought back from the dead. Maybe even, you know, a Frankenstein or something. So I don't you're know. looking for more yeah. classic horror. I'm a Penny Dreadful okay. head that'll never <laughs> give it up. <laughs> I need Do you think Penny Dreadful's yeah. better than American Horror Story? Or? Oh, that's an interesting question i have not watched Um, that show it has two better performances i would say the lead woman and the lead man rory kinnear and uh uh, what's her name Uh, eva green but uh no no i wouldn't say it's better american horror story gives me you know just to final thoughts on it it gives me what i want in a lot of dirty ways <laughs> you know that's my hope too. for the yeah. next, if there's gonna be another season like pervert it like sure. make it as 
please. As dirty as you can. Because yeah. I feel like they try to do that with Asylum. I feel like they try to do that with Freak Show. A little and bit like, Cult too, That's kind of what yeah. ruined it. Oh, did they try yeah. to do it with Cult I mean, it's always dirty. I would say it's always a dirty sexual show. Yeah, but like perverted. Remember they intro to Freak Show with like the skeleton twins that were like doodling mm. each other? Yeah, like. <laughs> doodling each other. Remember? Uh, yeah. I do. That's just a way to put it. <laughs> so they, you know, they, they've reached out there and, you know, just do, I don't know. I don't know what they could do. You want to see something sexy? You want to see something yeah, romantic, like, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see, like, I don't know. It's something like a modern like, hunchback in Notre Dame. That's what I liked about Asylum because it played on, like, are you a bad person for wanting sex? And I think that's, like, an interesting oh, thing yeah. to meditate upon. Because, like, remember Lily Rabe's character? Yeah, there was a lot of, of, a lot of uh, regressed sexuality. Yeah, and I think so that's a really asylum. interesting Just to examine quick. in America. Just real quick, because you said it, Lily Rabe played a nun in the second season who mm-hmm. gets impregnated by the devil. Now, yeah. or I guess possessed a by demon? the devil there's maybe? something there is that michael's father do you think i don't know i, mm. I see i'm hoping we see yeah. a return to that interesting um and you know to say it for my part for future seasons what do you want i want to see some more sci-fi stuff man yeah bring the aliens back i don't give a shit do whatever you want the aliens? i want aliens yeah bring man. them back you've Good. done so here's my thing you've done okay. freaks you've done clowns you've done found footage you've done ghosts yeah, you've done LA's vampires you've done zombies where my aliens at, yeah, baby? Yeah, my aliens. Teased Bring it in the, the second yes. season. I was Finish ready. I really was ready. Aliens are scary. Remember aliens? Remember yeah. when aliens oh, yeah. came out? That yeah. really messed me up. Aliens, signs. I mean, that's really yeah. Signs. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what I meant with signs. Yeah, that really signs really messed me up. As someone who grew up in rural Ohio, yes, signs really messed me up. I really hate aliens. Like from a like, I don't hate aliens. I just am very spooked by like alien invaders. And like, I think it's a, a spooky a side we haven't gotten to yeah. yet i think that would be something i would like to see ryan Murphy explore <laughs> plus you know you can get all your perverted wishes there like yeah i'm uh, i guess i'm scared now that they will do location based with roanoke maybe they'll do a roswell oh i would love that colin yeah. what's that you know just do a roswell aliens. area 51 yeah. Oh, okay, no. yeah why not yeah, yeah i'd be into that no. that's a good call mm. All right, well, why don't we spook on out of here to our next segment. Before we move, Cassie, is there anything you want to plug, anything you want to push? So Instagram's a lot of fun, and everyone's on Instagram. And you got a dope one. Yeah, I have two. You have a uh, couple dope I have a ones. couple. Um, if you like Zen gardens, if you like kittens, if you like just, you know, an inspirational quote, Kitty Koi Pond, at Kitty Koi Pond, Instagram. Uh, some good stuff, some spoopy-themed content there for you and then even more in the coven realm uh cassio tarot c-a-s-s-i-e no c-a-s-s-i-o cassio as in cassiopeia the constellation tarot i read tarot and i post it i post what i pull it's a thing it happens please don't curse this podcast (laughs) and you should check it out no, I'm a white witch, just Ooh. like Stevie. Oh, there we go. I love oh. that. I <laughs> yeah. love it. And some Stevie next to play us. Hey, right, Gypsy. Hey normies, we got another treat for you. This is going to be my top five Japanese horror movies that aren't The Grudge or The Ring. Check it out. Hey yo normies, this is Mike here to tell you about my top five maybe underrated or underappreciated Japanese horror films. I know a lot of you are probably familiar with The Grudge and The Ring that came out in the early 2000s. The Seven Days videotape and the cursed house with a boy who makes cat sounds, right? Iconic stuff. But those are a little bit more the normie here. So what I want to do is go ahead and recommend to you five Japanese horror films that you may or may not know of, but are all worth checking out. Number five. All right, for my number five, we're going to jump right into something that's actually a little bit more mainstream compared to the others, and that's going to be Battle Royale. Now, if we're not talking PUBG, we're not talking Fortnite, and we're certainly not talking The Hunger Games, this is what started it all. This is the 2000 film about a Japanese school and in the dystopian future, right, obviously the school children are forced onto an island and forced to battle to the death until there's only one left standing. 
Sounds a lot like Fortnite. Now this is a classic film. It did kick off the Hunger Games craze. It did kick off ideas like The Purge and even the Battle Royale video game genre itself. So the reason I'm recommending this one at number five is because it has had the biggest impact on the world we live in today. You're not going to see Ninja playing Fortnite without the Battle Royale novel and particularly the film, which I recommend. It's got Beat Takeshi. Maybe you saw him in the abysmal Ghost in the Shell reboot recently, but he's a Amazing Japanese actor, amazing cast. It's got a little bit of that exploitation. so if you want something that's a little more action-based, yet still you like the fun, gory romps of the more you know, cheesy side of horror, but with a really solid uh, societal message, I recommend it. Number five, Battle Royale. Number four. All right, now my number four is going to be a lot different than Battle Royale. In fact, it's probably one of the most obscure ones on my list of recommendations. And the movie I'm talking about is Mare Bito, right? Mare Bito means either the unique one or rare people, right? So this is actually interesting because it's made by Takashi Shimizu, which is the same director of The Grudge, both the American versions and the original Japanese known as Juan. So he made this in between the productions of the Japanese versions and the American version of The Grudge 2. So it's kind of like his passion project where he was going from a smaller budget to the bigger budget. So it's a little bit more scaled back, but essentially... A man is obsessed with locating fear and what makes people scared. He ends up in a series of underground tunnels beneath Tokyo. There's a whole society. There's strange creatures, the chasm of madness. There's very Lovecraftian themes here. And what he finds is a vampire girl who will not speak. He brings her home, finds she has a taste for blood, and then must find some way of feeding her. It's a very sort of voyeuristic, almost uh, the man's a videographer. It has a really interesting tone. It's definitely... A lot more low budget and very slow paced. So if you want something that's a little more cerebral and slightly unsettling while also dealing with kind of the madness of knowledge, as Lovecraftian as that can be, there's a lot of influences from Lovecraft in this film. So if you want something that's definitely very strange and off-putting from a tonal standpoint as opposed to gore, check out Mari Bito. Number three. All right, number three on my recommendation is a movie that is the complete opposite of Mari Bito. I am talking this movie is loud, it is unapologetic, it is gory, and it is just over-the-top insanity. I'm talking Wild Zero. This film has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, so you know that I am pitching you some serious shit. This movie has got the punk band Guitar Wolf, consisting of Guitar Wolf, Drum Wolf, and Bass Wolf. They must save the world from UFOs and zombies using their guitars, their guitar picks, and the power of rock itself. It is one of the most over-the-top, insane rides of horror, gore, explosions, rock and roll, everything you want in a fun midnight showing horror movie. I really recommend Wild Zero, 1999. Track it down if you love rock and roll, if you love zombies, or if you just love insanity, balls-to-the-wall action. This is one for the ages. Wild Zero. Rock and roll, baby. Number two. All right, Normies, now this is my number two recommendation of Japanese horror. This one's also a little bit well-known. It's um, Audition by Takeshi Mikie. He's also the one who directed Ichi the Killer, which is fairly famous, cult classic, gore fest, and um, One Missed Call, which is another creepy ghost uh, what-is-technology movie. So Audition is a movie where a widower is trying to find a new wife. They have a casting for a TV show as a front so he can meet these women, and he meets the perfect angel, only it turns out that maybe things are not what they seem with this woman as he begins to know her. This one is really insane, one of the top rated. This one's got about an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not quite as good as Wild Zero, but it is highly rated. I kind of look at it as the Japanese version of Misery. It really plays with obsession and control and what is it to, you know, really not let someone have any say in what happens to them. It's quite unsettling. I really recommend Audition if you really want to get freaked out and feel um, powerless. Maybe you should give Audition an audition. Number one. All right, and my number one Japanese horror recommendation is actually not even a film at all. It's an anime, and that anime is called Perfect Blue. It's a 1997 work by Satoshi Kon. He's the creator of Paprika, Tokyo Godfathers, among many other things, Paranoia Agent. And he has had a pretty long career, but this is really his first hit. And this movie is even more unsettling now than it was in 1997. The story centers on Mima, a pop star who wishes to become an actress, and all the things associated with that. It deals with the themes of the self versus the avatar, and how is 
the public persona of you affecting the real you? And where do you draw the line? What happens when you can't tell the difference between yourself and the persona you show to the outside world? Now with social media, everyone has Facebook, Instagram, and they're showing a certain side of themselves. And this kind of deals with the themes of what happens when you fracture psychologically by being pushed too far to where you can't even reconcile your public self with your true self. And also, there's a very crazy stalker and a scene that does for screwdrivers what old boy did for hammers. So if you want a psychological thriller, if you want something that deals with the concept of self and one's identity while also dealing with the place in society and stalkers and fame and the pressures of success, this thing is insane. It is one of the best horror movies, one of the best thrillers ever made. And it is an anime. And I wish more animes would tackle these horror themes on that cerebral level, there's plenty of gore anime and stuff like that, but Perfect Blue, even for non-anime fans, this is one of my most highly recommended films, period. I cannot recommend it more. This film has been noted as an inspiration for Black Swan. Aronofsky bought the rights to Perfect Blue back before he did Requiem for a Dream so he could just recreate the famous bathtub scene in this movie. So people have been influenced by Perfect Blue and made Oscar award-winning films. So come watch where that all came from. Check out Perfect Blue. And that's been my top five horror movies, Normies. Be sure to let me know what your favorite Japanese horror movies. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. We'll be around. And thank you very much. So how about ringing that doorbell and wait for your next trick or treat? Did we get you with that one, normies? Be sure to let us know on social media. Uh, here's a real treat for you, though. A zombie-themed audio drama that I made actually a, a decade ago when I was in school with some buddies. Uh, so be sure to enjoy this audio drama. I'm scared already. Oh, man, I am so bored. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I wonder what's on the tube. of 28 Days After the Dawn of the Evil Living Dead, Part 6. Oh man, the first five are perfect. I don't know how they're going to make this one any better. It's starting! It's been 28 days. 28 days since I had a normal life. 28 days since I was sitting in my cozy little home with a white picket fence. 28 days since I've seen my wife my kids. 28 days since this so-called infection broke out and brought these godforsaken no-good bastards to life. Again. Twenty-eight days ago I was in heaven. Now, I'm in hell. Help me block the door! Wes. One of those tattooed, government-hating Hells Angels biker types. I'm ashamed to call him an American. But he seems to be the only one I can count on to help me get out of this alive. Maybe. Sam, would you stop crying in the corner and help me find some supplies? Yeah, sure, no problem. I, I, I can do that. What do you mean, supplies? What the hell do you think I mean? Bandages, medical tape, ibuprofen, anything, whatever you can find. Oh, okay. Sam, out of everyone in the goddamn city, I get stuck with Ichabod Crane. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that. He's as spineless as a worm, and about as useless as a knife in a gunfight. Did you find anything? We got some bandages, some painkillers, not much. I, I found some NyQuil. NyQuil? Way to add to the team, Sam. The common cold? It's the least of your problems, kid. Well, I mean, it's not like I've ever done anything like this before. None of us have. Well, that's not entirely true. Oh, so bashing people's skulls in with a baseball bat is, like, normal for you. Like, you know, an everyday routine? You don't even know what I've been through, son. 
Before we saved your sorry ass, there were six of us. Six. Now I've buried some good men. Better men than Relax, you. Relax, old man. We're not Nam. This is nothing compared to Nam. Now go make sure the windows are boarded. I told you I'm not some soldier for you to order around. If you want to get out of this alive, then you'll help me out. Now go check that door. Just this once, old man. I remember when all of this started. I knew something was wrong from the moment I woke up. I went to the store so Betty and I could share our traditional once-a-week dinner. It was always my favorite thing. Then the news reports came in on my way over. are pouring in from all over the city of a string of violent attacks. Many victims have been bitten or heavily scratched by unknown assailants. Police are advising that if you come into contact with one of these individuals, do not engage them and seek shelter. I hate this city sometimes. When I pulled up to the house, the door was broken down. Ready! Say that? We need to get going. It's not safe out here. I gotta run to the bathroom real quick. Just let me know when it comes back on, okay? Finding's tooth powder. You won't find a finer tooth powder than Finding's tooth powder. I'm going to grab something to well, eat. Why ask got other tooth powders about there? You go to Gordon's tooth powder, you ain't gonna find a finer tooth powder than Finding's tooth powder. Find it. You won't find it. You got Finding's tooth powder. Finding's tooth powder. Get the Finding and the tooth powder. Finding. God, if that old man tells me what to do one more time, he'll have more than zombies to worry about. He thinks just because he was in the army, he's got some kind of authority over me. Nobody's got authority over me. Whoa! Oh man, I just bought this shirt last week. This isn't a slip and slide, kid. Now get your ass out of the shit. Oh, 
God damn it. Will this come out? I mean, anybody? If that kid isn't the definition of spineless and useless, I don't know what is. Does anyone know where we are? We're right next to Patty's pub. It's where the P.O.B. used to hang out. What the hell's a P.O.B.? The pissed off bastards! The most notorious feared biker gang in the city. I used to be the vice president. Go figure. God, those are the days. Give me a beer. There was a club meeting today at the spot. Where the hell were you? I had more important shit to do. Oh, really? Tell me, brother, what could possibly be more important than the business of pissed off bastards? Business? You make this club sound like it's a nine to five job. What happened to the days when we would just cruise around the city, drink some brew, and kick the shit out of anybody that looked at us twice? You've gone soft, man. I'm sick of sitting back and watching you turn this club into a bunch of pussies and posers. You trying to say you could do things better? You think you're too good for the P.O.B.? So what if I do? Hey! No one talks to the boss like that. Oh yeah? What are you gonna do about it? Take it easy, kid. You're gonna wanna save that fight for what's waiting outside. Shut up, old man! Get him out of my sight! Oh, shit. What? You want some, too? What the hell are you? I'm not waiting here to find out. Let's get moving before more of those things show up. Okay. Hopefully we can follow these tunnels all the way out of the city. Church. We made it. I can't believe we made it. Son, we just ran five blocks. I wouldn't throw a party yet. Man, this movie rocks, but you think they could have got a better actor to play Wes. I know, man, but George is so cool.
What the hell is that? Let's go check it out. All right, one, two, three, go! Father Flanagan? Oh, boys. God bless you for coming in. Do you want some eggs? I've been cooking What the hell did you do that for? He was bitten. You bet your ass if you get bitten, I'll do the same. What if you get bit? Irrelevant. It won't happen. Now let's board this place up. This place is perfect. I mean, we could probably hold up here for a while. I don't think any of those things followed us here. Don't get your hopes up too high, kid. I saw a few out on the lawn. Yeah, we can stay here for a bit. But there's a hospital down the street. We can get there and get up on the roof. Try to flag a helicopter down or something. Sounds like a plan. Hey, Wes. You want to help me clear out some pests? Exterminator at your service! It is nearing 3 in the morning, ironically known as the bewitching hour to those who are superstitious. It has become astonishingly cold for a Saturday night in July. Hey, go make sure that'll hold. The smell of rotting flesh and gunpowder dances through the air as myself and two others seek refuge in what seems to resemble an old church. Need some help over there? I soon realize the paradox that I've just been jettisoned into. You know, I've spent my whole damn life avoiding religion and God and redemption, only to find myself huddled down under a pew near the sanctuary during the Armageddon. This never would have happened if Cain was elected. As a decaying cluster creeps closer, I notice excitement envelop Wes and George's faces, both of them unintentionally mimicking a child's first visit to Dairy Queen. Go reinforce that door! They've essentially become humanistic, violence-inducing cyborgs, weapons quickly becoming physical extensions of themselves. Their guns are alive just as much as they are, and equally as spiteful. This window looks like it can easily break through. I sense years of pent-up testosterone-infused rage is finally surfacing as I watch Wes shatter the skull of a former human being. It's maddening. The violence. The mayhem. The carnage. Hey Sam, would you stop daydreaming and go grab the gas canister? God damn it! can't you see I'm busy here? Wait, you had your scene, remember? I'm just trying to relate to the viewer the inane carnage that has so consumed us, and I was doing a pretty goddamn good job, too, and you just had to ruin it. Now, go away, alright? I'll be right back soon. Anyway... It wasn't always like this. But, in a way, I'm thankful this abomination occurred. Before this, I was like you. Stuck in a mediocre life that I became far too content with. The monotony of desk work had finally caught up with me. So, this incident, in turn, was nothing more than a much-needed blessing in disguise. It all started a few weeks ago. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Today is the day. I, I can do this. I'm going to do it. Mr. Johnson? I quit. I quit! I fucking quit, you overweight, balding, abusive piece of shit. I've had enough of your name- Hey Sam, I I'm gonna need those expense reports by the end of the day. Oh yeah, sure thing, Mr. Johnson. I'll, I'll have them finished on your desk in about an hour or so. God damn it. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. I'll say it tomorrow. Fuck, where are those papers? Where are the damn reports? Where are the damn papers? Shit! Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, Dan, if Johnson asks, I had to run home real quick to get those expense reports. Hey, Stephanie, I'll be right back. I'm just running home. Steph? Steph, are you okay? Holy shit, what the hell happened? Jesus Christ, you're probably gonna have to go to the hospital. What the fuck? Oh my god!
Holy shit. Holy shit, holy shit. that's been our grab bag normies we hope you had as much fun listening as we had making it this week and we hope that your october has been full of spooks and scares we still have one more special halloween episode for you coming out on the 30th we'll be talking all about friday the 13th yeah it could have been um tuesday the 30th uh but the movies are all friday the 13th but we'll be back to our normal um you know movies comics and games analysis uh from nish normie on that uh, jason Voorhees universe so be staying tuned for that normies yeah, I think that's definitely one of the uh, the favorite episodes that I've got in the bag here. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun debating uh, Jason versus Freddy and not just the movie. Yeah, so you guys are going to enjoy that one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, thank you for listening to this. It's been now five weeks. Well, four weeks now will be five weeks of October spectacular content. And uh, we also wanted to shout out that if you've been enjoying listening, here's another podcast that uh, we think you might enjoy. Enjoy this little teaser. Yeah, drop that promo. The Podworm Spacecast is a podcast hosted by seven lifelong friends who inject comedy directly into your ear canals every Tuesday. You may think seven hosts is too many for a podcast, but you may also think $5 is too cheap for a quality voiceover such as this. Yet here we are. Enjoy a clip from the critically acclaimed Podworm Spacecast. And I looked up, how do you fix squeaky shoes? And they said, you got to get some baking soda and you put it in the shoe uh-huh. and it absorbs like the moisture or whatever and it fixes the shoe. Boom. I went to the store across the street. I went to the bathroom. During lunch? <laughs> the bathroom in the store across this the street. This is an emergency. This cannot wait till tomorrow. You, yeah, you did this at work? So, <laughs> I told you, yeah. I couldn't get over my desk. I'm so embarrassed. So oh. Andrew walked across the street. Weaky, weaky, weaky. It was more like, weaky, 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 weaky. And then the, then he had to wait for the light. You can find the Podworm Space Cast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, keep squirming. Yeah, and that was Friends of the Cast, Podworm Space Cast. So be sure to check them out. If you're a fan of us, you should be a fan of them as well. And thanks again for listening to the old um the spooky episode 2.0 the trick or treat um some of this stuff is like an exercise like we said we're going to be doing a, a youtube channel where we upload the episodes and do some video essays perhaps the you know japanese horror recommendation is a type of format that would live better on youtube so we're just kind of experimenting out here and we'd like to hear what you think what kind of stuff you'd like to see on the youtube channel 
Yeah, be sure to hit up our socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, reach out to us if there's any suggestions you have for YouTube or video content or just future episodes. Go ahead and shoot us an email. We're always listening. That's right. And I also want to mention that we are going to be firing up the old Patreon machine because why not? And that's how you do podcasts, right? You shoot out the Patreon. So we would really appreciate it if you guys check it out. Thanks for the support. And even if you can't, just, you know, keep on listening and keep giving us those uh, iTunes reviews and likes and just stay tuned for more episodes. We really appreciate it, Normies. Yeah, thank you so much for all the support. All right, and this has been Mike. Joe. And on Colin's behalf, thank you, Normies.